Welcome to episode 484 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight I am sharing more about haunted places across the U.S. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night, seven nights a week at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station uh, as, as you hear them there. So uh, if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. You can also uh, find me on Patreon, where I'll put out content whenever, whenever possible. I have one episode up there now, uh, and that is available to uh, anyone who joins the Patreon and, and subscribes to any of the uh, membership tiers on that page. Also, if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal or Venmo. And uh, just a quick note on that, any donations made this month uh, in October here will definitely be going towards uh, the uh, expenses for the Paracon, the um, Mid-Michigan Paracon that I'm going to, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, Of course, help is never expected, but always appreciated. As, like I just said, there are expenses for making this show from equipment to research materials to travel expenses. Like I said, um, just for this month, I'll be reminding everyone of this. If you would like to help out, uh, maybe if you can't make it to the convention yourself, uh, but you'd still want to uh, help make, make uh, make it an experience for everyone here on the show besides myself. Um, Again, any, any donations that uh, I received this month will be going toward uh, the, basically funds for uh, heading over to that Paracon. I'm doing okay, but um, any help would definitely still always be appreciated. Uh, and, of course, that's in uh, the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Point Pleasant, Michigan. That is November 4th and 5th, and that's a weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and right after Halloween. And I'll be uh, walking around there attending... Um, presentations and uh, listening in on things as much as I can, and also um, making recordings of myself and anyone else that wants to join me, uh, just audio recordings, talking all about the paranormal and experiences and anything else related to that. And then I will include those recordings on future episodes of the show once I get back home from that. So that is the plan for that. And I'm hoping to do that really to go there every year, starting this, this year from now on. So looking forward to that as well, uh, making that more of a uh, annual routine 
So I think that covers everything. Again, I'm continuing my series on haunted places in the U.S. And as always, that means a couple of things to point out before I start here. Uh, first of all, I am no historian, so these are just based on these shows are just based on articles I find online, and really, it's more about the paranormal activity reported in these locations. Uh, just because over time, I've found that so many places uh, have stories of activity there and, and reports of apparitions and all different things, but then the there is not always historical evidence to sort of uh, support the uh, legends or stories as to uh, why there's activity there, who is causing the activity. And so um, really looking at sort of just the paranormal in these locations. And uh, so this is why I wanted to point out this is um, I, I look and do what I can, but uh, the, this is all just through online research. Also, as part of that, uh, when I um, talk about these articles, I find keep in mind that these are from various points in time. And so I always uh, recommend you all do your own research on locations I talk about to see if you can go there in, uh, without basically, uh, without trespassing in any way. Make sure that you are allowed to go there and, uh, and the times and dates and prices and all those things and and uh, the reasons basically just the history and the uh, current status of these locations I talk about because they can change over time they can be uh, you know things can be a certain way even from when I record this show to when you hear this show things can change so just uh, always I want to make a note of that uh, just so you all know that I am providing information I find but it may not be uh, totally up to date as to uh, whether or not you can visit these locations in person. So I think that covers everything. And I can get to these uh, articles here. Of course, all articles I talk about in this show will be shared in the episode description. And uh, so that way you can uh, read them for yourselves and look at all the pictures in these articles. A lot of these articles have great pictures of places. And uh, so, yeah, and I'll just be summarizing them basically as I go here. And so this first location, we'll probably only get through this one location tonight uh, in this show because I have five articles about it. Uh, sometimes I'm only able to find three. Other times, uh, like this time, I was able to find five pretty much right away. And uh, so let me get to the articles here. And like I said, I will include them in the episode description. This first one is from onlyinyourstate.com. Title reads, Only the Bravest Can Endure a Visit to the uh, Sloss Furnaces in Alabama. Now this location, uh, first time I ever heard of it was on TV, funny enough in a way. Uh, as I said before, I was originally into the a lot of your paranormal investigation shows, TV shows. And uh, so I did used to watch those a lot before I started kind of doing my own research online and hearing about sort of the the good and bad pros and cons of uh, those kinds of shows and how they are, how they work. But uh, for the first time I heard about the, this location is through one of those shows. 
But um, so this is uh, an abandoned, uh, let me see here, blast furnace. And it's a national historic landmark in Birmingham, Alabama. So, of course, these articles, this article has pictures. So I recommend checking it out. It says, according to historical records, the production of a certain kind of iron called pig iron uh, started at the uh, at the furnaces in 1882. And uh, the blast furnace was once the largest manufacturer of this kind of iron in the world at one point. So, but of course, eventually the, the slots furnaces closed down in 1970, according to this article here. It mentions that over the years, many people have claimed to have, uh, have experiences with the paranormal while, while they're visiting at the location. And, uh, these claims are, it says fully, uh, see, fully detailed in several Birmingham police records. And I'm guessing, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that's because if the place was abandoned at any point in time, then there would be police reports about uh, people that were found there when maybe they shouldn't be. And again, that goes back to, like I always say in the beginning of these shows, please make sure that wherever um, you go to look into the paranormal in person, make sure you have uh, permission and you're, you're allowed to be there. Um, so, because there can be uh, safety reasons why maybe you shouldn't go there to any any location. So uh, this article says many people have reportedly seen apparitions. One of which was uh, James Wormwood, who was a former blast furnace for I'm sorry, uh, blast foreman. That uh, according to a legend here and stories here. Uh, treated his wor workers terribly, according to the article. Uh, what? Let me see. Wormwood was on the night shift, the graveyard shift there, and it's believed that the workers banded. So this is, I'm guessing, must be legend uh, that the workers banded together and threw him into the uh, molten fires of the furnace because of their mistreatment. So that is one terrible way to go. Uh, so mentions here, and the and I'm guessing, like I said, that 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 was a legend, but it's not saying a lot else about that so far. Um, the article says that while exploring the furnaces, several people have also claimed to hear strange sounds and felt sudden temperature drops throughout the location, uh, and paranormal paranormal investigators have reported hearing screams and seeing shadows as well. So, uh, the strangest thing it says in the article about uh, when it comes to the sudden temperature drops is they usually happened in the months of September and October during the former graveyard shift. Now, that's odd to me because I would think that, of course, it's going to get cooler at night. Uh, but anyway, according to this article in the, uh, so they're wondering, is Wormwood responsible for th these uh, temperature decreases? But like I said, I don't know. Uh, and it says that even though many visitors have come through the location, uh, 
um, come forward, I'm sorry, uh, to talk about this location as being haunted. Uh, many other people believe it's all basically a hoax. So, um, and the thing with that is, it's it's always hard to say because um, you're it's you're never going to convince all the all the skeptics that it's uh, it's paranormal activity, and you're never going to convince all the people that believe in the paranormal activity that there's not any there. So, but anyway. That's that article, and I'll move on to the next one here. This article has a lot of pictures in it, so I definitely recommend checking it out, and I will include that link in the description as well. So moving on to the next article here. Um, let me see here. Let me check on the chat. Like I said, I've got five articles here to go through for this location, so uh, I don't think we're going to have time to get through uh, all of them. Or any other locations. So whatever articles I don't get through on this location tonight, I will just include them in the episode description so you all can just uh, check them out for yourselves. So this next article is from hauntedrooms.com. The title reads, Sloss Furnaces, uh, and it gives a location, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. So... Uh, Talks about here. The first thing it gets into is the paranormal activity there. Apparently, uh, now this goes back to that first article. So here we go. I think this is more information on this aspect of it. it says the Birmingham police have received more than their share of reports of paranormal events at the furnaces. Some are minor events, while others are physical in nature. Uh, so it mentions that most of these. This paranormal activity happens during the months of September and October. So there is that aspect of, to people that want to do hoaxes, that would be the perfect time of year to do that. But also that's all the time of year where it's said to be that this kind of stuff is, there's more contact with the other, with uh, the paranormal, supernatural. Uh, basically anything unexplained, there's more, it's easier to make to contact that kind of, or to to have experiences with that kind of energy, because of course, as as the phrase goes, the veil is thinning. So uh, most people believe the reports are true, but then there there are others that, um, like I just said, believe they're nothing but hoaxes. So let's see here. And this article also has pictures. And uh, let me see here. So scrolling down here. Now. Um, the last article mentioned this, this, uh, let me see here. This ghost, this apparition named, uh, James Worm, uh, Wormwood. His nickname is Slag, apparently. Uh, and since his death in 1906, so apparently he must, according to this article, he was a real figure, a real person. Passed in 1906, uh, workers have complained about seeing and feeling an unnatural presence, because keep in mind it was open until 1970. Uh, basically, workers there, apparently throughout the years, reported feeling the presence of this uh, foreman that used to work there. Mentions here in the article that in 1926, a watchman was injured after he was, he was pushed from behind and told to get back to work uh, by an unknown presence. So. That is 
that's an, that's yeah, that's disturbing right there. Sounds like a very um very solid manifestation, at least for a little bit there. Uh, let me see here. Mentions also here that in 1947, three supervisors were found unconscious in the boiler, boiler room in, in, in 1947. All of them claimed that they were approached by a man who was burned badly, and that this figure apparently told them to get back to work. So, uh, let me see here. And uh, 1971, now... I believe this is around the time when the place was closing down. And uh, so this apparently, uh, this night watchman had an encounter with something that basically he describes as not being totally human that tried to push him up the stairs. And when he refused, this apparition started to attack him. So, uh, and then... He was, uh, he basically, the good thing is he survived, but he did have burns on him, which is odd. So, well, it sounds like a lot of activity there from just sounds and things to physical contact, which, uh, some people that really bothers them, other people not so much. So, but I, like I always say, make sure you check in and see if it's available at all to go and visit the location in person. Uh, going back to the article here, it has a section on the history of the uh, Sloss Furnaces. And this um, this location transformed ore, I'm guessing iron it means, uh, into uh, hard steel from 1882 to 1972. Okay, so. Uh, and then many companies all over the country relied on this, uh, these furnaces, these sloss furnaces, to uh, make materials. In the early 1900s, a man by the name of James Wormwood, again, also known as Slag, was the foreman of the graveyard shift. So apparently he had 150 workers who kept the furnace uh, going. And uh, again, going back to the other article, mentions here that he was not kind to his uh, the other workers and they made he made them take dangerous risks in order to impress the supervisors so in other words again focusing more on production than on the safety of his the fellow workers so uh, during the, his time there at, at the working at the facility death records show that 47 men lost their lives and there were many accidents that left some of the other men unable to work again. So the workers were also not allowed breaks. So this is back going back to times when the, there was not the best conditions. So um, now here, here we go. This is probably the actual explanation for a lot of for how how um, Wormwood actually passed. It says in 1906, Wormwood lost his footing at the top of the highest blast furnace and fell into a pool of melted iron ore and passed away in instantly. And there are many speculations, it says, about his death. So the first article sort of went right for this idea that maybe he was pushed. 
by the other by the other workers, basically in retaliation for uh, for his treatment of them. So sounds like a terrible situation all the way around. But uh, mentions that today the uh, Slossus is used for holding uh, metal art classes. That's really amazing in concerts, among other things. And because of its haunted reputation. It's also an annual attraction for Halloween. So uh, there is a ghost tour once a year that's based on a story written by local folklorist, if I can talk, uh, Catherine Tucker Wyndham. And uh, let me see here. The the Sloss Furnaces has also appeared in many paranormal TV shows, again, which is how I first found out about it, including... uh, well, it lists them here. So basically the two most uh, well-known ones that started out. But uh, so, yeah, that's the article there. And uh, get some more details into the uh, sort of the story behind that apparition that is um, seen there. So that's why I like looking at multiple articles on the same location because one article will sort of will will go all the way with a, with a story idea that or a legend another will say, well, we just know that this happened, but not the rest of that. So you can kind of uh, piece things together to see what, um, what you think from there. So let's see here. I'm going to check out this next article here. And uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it here. There's, it's amazing. We only got through two articles here. Um, these other articles, I will still include them. Uh, this next one is from alabamaliving.com, or .com, I'm guessing. Um, and then the other one I have is from homespunhaints.com. And then the last one is from Frightfind. I guess we could technically make this a two-parter on this location. Um, Next time I do one of these haunted places in the U.S., we could, um, since there's so much left, I hate to only go through two of the five articles for a location that I found. So I think we'll do that. We'll, um, that'll be on, you see, that'll probably be Thursday's show. Um, this will be, um, it'll be a part two about the same location. We'll go over these last three articles here. And uh, let's see here, three or four? Oh, yeah, three. I'm sorry. I have articles for the next location set up already, too. But that's uh, <laughs> even further out than Thursday. Uh, so, so yeah, th- thank you all for being here and listening. And, uh, yeah, definitely do a part two. Hello there, Rohan. Thank you for being here. Yeah, so that's I'm, I'm really enjoying this series. It does look like, I don't know, we may have another three or four episodes uh, worth of Things, uh, places to talk about for Alabama, and then we'll move on to another state. So this is going to be a long series. And uh, the amazing thing about that is, just real quick, this is all based on just one main website that I'm sort of using as a launch point. And but it is by no means the <laughs> the only place to find uh, reportedly uh, the, basically only only place I can talk. It's not the only place to find lists of haunted places around the U.S. So. This is just based on a, a one sort of system that I'm using for now. Uh, 
So we will um, we'll probably circle back around the U.S. and talk about different locations later on. Well, thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all in the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.